Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Manchester Football Social. Hello, welcome to a very special Manchester Football Social, almost a mini Manchester Football Social, because uh, I'm Niall McCorn and alongside me on the other side of the studio for the next maybe 10 or 15 minutes is Joe McGrath, who does our full-time Devils show, as well as the Wednesday, he's just Mr. Football Social, <laughs> Joe McGrath. You can't get like a bad smell. Yeah, yeah, I tell you what, you are absolutely buzzing, you're <laughs> smiling buzzing. from ear to ear because you've just met two of your childhood heroes yes. over at Hotel Football. Mr. Gary Neville and Mr. Ryan Giggs, what was that like? It was, it was, it was good because I knew that it was happening. So I knew that we were going to go to Hotel Football as this conference, and you know, uh, in the morning you wake up, you know, you're going to have this big interview. And I prepared it on the Sunday. I'd written everything, and I was calm. I walked into Hotel Football, was calm. Got myself a coffee. They put on a bit of breakfast for us, didn't they? Nile, lovely little bit of croissant with ham yeah. and cheese in the middle. I was nice like, little uh, smoked salmon and cream cheese bagel, delicious. Oh, and I was like, this is stuff here, exactly. They come in to the press conference and it was then, <laughs> then that the nerves kicked in, then that my legs were shaking. I was metres away from two people that I've watched play football for the last, since I was a kid. They were the heroes of mine. They yeah. were the steady hand on the tiller for so many years. And then just to be a metre from them and knowing mm. that you're going to speak to them in a one-on-one capacity was freaking me out. And yeah. I just lost Lost it, I was shaking, I was you like, felt oh the, God. You felt the true meaning of squeaky yeah. bum time for a few really, seconds there. Really, really did. Um, but we're a similar age, aren't we? And you've been a United fan pretty much your whole life. Yeah. But mm. for our generation, Giggs, Neville, Scholes, Beckham, the class of 92, yeah. that's as, that's as it, big as it gets as a United fan. Yeah, it does. And it's weird, I'm going to use something, I'm going to talk about something you probably didn't think I was going to ping up, but you're the TV show Friends, right? Yeah. There's something about them six people being in every episode and people, you know, they give their lives to these people and watching them and watching how their stories grow. When I was a kid, I had the same sort of heroes that were going to be in United's team week in, week out, and yeah. I followed them for how many series do you want to say? Followed them for like 10 years all the way up to, you know, the high like for me was when we won in 2008 the Champions League but you knew every single week as a kid that you were going to watch Gary Neville you were going to watch yeah, Ryan yeah. Giggs Paul Scholes be on that pitch for United and you were going to be reassured by their presence on the pitch that they were going to go out there and do a job it's not really like that at the minute in football in general you never really have that same regular hold of players that will be no. with the club for five or six years seven years eight years the longevity is not the, the longevity. same longevity yeah. yeah. so as people gave their lives to these, these characters and friends I gave my footballing life to Ryan Giggs, to <laughs> Gary Neville. They were my heroes, my idols. And when they left, even 
Paul Ryan Giggs, when he did have that stint as Manchester United manager, you still felt like, oh, it was a he was coming back, and you still felt his presence was mm. was needed. Um, however, way you look at that four game stint, well, he was in charge of Manchester United, but to to see them in front of me today, and we had a chat about him. It was mainly hotel uh, based yes. chat. Because- so yeah, we were over at Hotel Football, obviously, which is a, a venture which Gary Neville and Ryan Giggs are involved with, along with Cafe Football and the National Football Museum. But they've joined Tribute Portfolio, which is kind of like a, an independent chain of boutique hotels, and mm-hmm. Hotel Football's become a part of that, as well as being a part of Marriott Bonvoy. So business wise, it's a big move for them. But it was great to go and chat to them because Hotel Football, it's a hell of a gaff, yeah. isn't it? With the view and the food that they've got there and just the general feeling about the place. And, and talking to them about how that has kind of affected them post-football was really interesting, I thought. And you can see how they are quite proud of it. Yeah, They are proud of the establishment. They are proud of what they've built. When you were at, people were asking them questions and they were so elo- eloquently talking about this this structure that they built that's just in the heart of where Manchester United, obviously just across the road from uh, the actual stadium of Old Trafford. And they said, many, many occasions, they said this throughout the press conference, just to let us know that they just eat there, they stay there, them themselves yeah. are just happy to be Place in that comfort, location. Yeah. yeah. So we we were really treated well. Other staff, which they did praise Ryan Giggs and Gary Neville multiple times, were just mm. lovely to us. Yeah. And you can see how that brand could... Is what they talked about in the press conference. Go to other cities. Mm. We tried to have a bit of a niggle, didn't we, about yeah. where the next one could be? We wanted to find out whether they were going to build one uh, near maybe like Stamford Bridge or yeah. the Etihad, even. That was one question we thought of. Yeah, oh, can you imagine a hotel football in Anfield? I don't think it'd go down too, <laughs> too well. But uh, yeah, well, a really good chat. And then we got some uh, one-on-one time with them. Uh, and that was just me sort of asking them questions about the, the venture with the Mario Hotel, hotel football. And then I got some cheeky ones in about football as well at the end. Ryan Giggs and Gary Neville were here at the uh, wonderful press conference for Hotel Football. Uh, it's a very exciting time. You've just joined uh, the Marriott. Um, for you, when you were footballers, every single week you had a game to motivate you. You had something to get up in the morning to drive you. Is it something like this, this press conference here, that, that still gives you that motivation, that ambition to, to make things just Hotel Football up there on the world stage? Definitely, I think it's exciting for us. You know, we started the hotel four years ago, and to the way that we've seen it evolve. You know, I mentioned in the press conference how much we enjoy being here, and then now, you know, someone like Marriott Bonvoy uh, partnering with with them is is exciting for us because we 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 see we see development, and you know, you talk about getting up and motivated as footballers. Well, it's the same in in our business aspect as well. You know, we want to improve, we want to get better. We don't think that we know everything. Yeah, we're, we're learning along the way but um, you know we want to become the best just like we were as footballers so I'm a mag lad and obviously the football United fan let's get out of there football only comes around like what, 30, like you say 30 days is there anything you're going to work with Manchester in tourist boards or anything like that to make more attractive stuff come to the city so like when the football isn't on people might stay here if they want to go watch a gig or just stuff like that that can make Manchester when people look at where they want to go for the city breaks they think we'll come here for this city and we'll stay at hotel football yeah, Manchester does work uh, along with Salford and Trafford very hard in terms of trying to bring events to the city. Think of all the music events, the sporting events outside of obviously the football city United that go on. It's it's absolutely incredible. And you think about the sort of festivals, the markets, the international festival, the, the Christmas markets. All these things bring uh, you know tourists to the city. It's not something that you can do individually on your own as a hotel. It's something that, to be fair, people are working 
daily on in, in, in the city councils and boroughs um, and we obviously have close discussions with them they're always discussing it with the hotel partners um, about what the guests want what, 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 the, what the experience needs to be we think we're delighted with our experience we obviously don't have a city centre location with hotel football but we have a location that's you know within a mile yeah, of the city centre tram stops and stuff. it's a great location the, the tram stop now literally is 100 yards yeah. from where uh, we are we've obviously got Manchester United here we've got the Trafford Centre sort of a mile one way we've got the city centre a mile the other we've got Media City and um, obviously the sort of Lowry outlets a mile that way we literally are central mm. to what is going to be a hub of activity and you can see the city spreading out from Manchester all, all you know yeah, down that sort of it is bit by bit spreading out towards Trafford towards Salford uh, and I think it'll all become one to be honest with you like London in the next few years and everything will sort of merge together and I know that the, the councils do work very closely together and we want to be you know obviously a, a bigger part of that as we possibly can understanding that we're a very small part of the hotel market in Manchester for, for the Marriott partnership then you talk about this uh, incredible database they've got of, of uh, people who will want to visit Manchester all around the world will be something you look back on the years time when you go down has this been a success when you look at where people have come from America and Asia and we go actually you know this has been a such a perfect partnership for us yeah I, I mean we're going into the unknown really I mean there could be an uplift after a week it yeah. could be like after a month it could be after six months but I think there, there will be an uplift because of the pull that Marriott Bonvoy have um, but like I said before you know we won't just if there is a massive uplift then we won't start we'll carry on if there's not a massive uplift then we'll keep working on, on why so um, you know we're constantly like I said learning um, on the job um, but you know we are determined and Gary said in the press conference you know the team that we've got the staff and I think in any business if your staff, staff are happy then you're going to do well and obviously customer service as well we get so much um, repeated business yeah. you know so and, and not just football fans you know we talked about media city you know Lancashire cricket clubs the close proximity to, to the city that we are and Manchester is a great city yeah, you know yeah. and we want people to come and enjoy everything that, that Manchester offers and you know we're not in the city centre, but we're not too far away. We, uh, you as footballers, going through the youth academy for United. I suppose then, when you start going to the first team, you travel around the world. Would you ever a hotel where you can imagine or remember where you walked in and was like, "Wow, we're staying here for the first team"? <laughs> something, something that just blew your mind. Because I love that walking into a good hotel and going, "Look at this, we're staying here." For, for the first couple of years, it was every hotel we went in. <laughs> <laughs> We've never stayed at anything like it. I, mean, I remember the first, my first game I was ever in the squad for was a game against Torpedo Moscow here at Old Trafford and we met up at I think at Old Trafford about half 11 and went into the Midland Hotel yeah. in Manchester and stayed there and thinking oh my this is like out of this world I mean obviously just think this huge building I've never stayed in a hotel like it in my life before so no I think that for the first few years and then there have been some outstanding hotels we were very lucky to have with England Wales and United had incredible experience because we to be fair the, the, the standards are high when you're talking about what where Manchester United stay they stay at the best hotels available in that city that we're going to uh, or sometimes compromised by location because it wants to be near a ground but generally the hotel standards are fantastic I think that was one of the things that we uh, why we wanted to get into this because of our experiences travelling around uh, one of one of our great frustrations was to be fair the idea of being you know the idea of having being charged for the wi-fi or you know charge extortionate prices for the minibar and that's why we brought into this brand no minibar when you were playing though no no, but, no but it's <laughs> i measure a hotel by a few things to be honest with you the food yeah. the minibar <laughs> and the comfort of the bed 
and obviously it's got to be clean. So we think we deliver on all those four key things and the Wi-Fi's got to be strong. So for me, for me that is a, you know, the core elements of a hotel experience and we think that on this in this particular hotel we do that really well. Until we got young kids, kind of, you know, Wi-Fi's very <laughs> well, important, that's all they asked for, Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi, food, <laughs> mini bar and bed and clean. Did you ever, um, <laughs> roommates, ever, were you ever roommates <laughs> or who was your roommates <laughs> when you went to hotels? No. What was it? I roomed with Phil. I, I roomed with Bex initially but then with Phil because we were compatible in sleeping. You roomed with? I, been, I was that's Paul Ince who likes to stay up late <laughs> and get up late and I was the complete opposite and then um, Nicky a few times which was also a nightmare because he don't No snorers? No, no, no. Andy no. Cole on you for a long yeah, time. Yeah, Coley for a bit, yeah. Oli over across the road now uh, taking charge. You you look at Manchester uh, United and there's that positive atmosphere. Does that ever creep in with the hotel? Because obviously yeah. after a negative result I can imagine <laughs> The hotel uh, staff room, the hotel oh, guests are a bit like, oh. Absolutely. I mean, look, kickoff timings are important in yeah. terms of whether the hotel's busy pre-match or post-match, but the, the result and the mood has a massive impact. Um, in terms of whether fans want to come back and feel like a drink after, whether they come yeah. back and feel like they want to eat, or they just want to think, no, I want to go home, I haven't enough. <laughs> and that, no, that's, we, we've seen that for the last three, four years, that the mood of the fans is paramount to how well the hotel does on a match day people think the hotel does incredibly well on a match day we're probably like I think Winston mentioned it in the press conference we're 80% occupancy on non-match days so we're successful during the non-match days as well but obviously in terms of the fans they're certainly a lot happier after even yesterday yeah. you know, they were really yeah, happy yesterday the atmosphere was outstanding yesterday and they all came back happy yeah. even though it was nil-nil I'm not going to ask if Ollie should get the job I wanted to ask whoever gets the job next season what should their targets be realistic targets for Manchester United next season I mean at Manchester United the target should always be to try and win the league mm. um, but also recognising being realistic um, the, what we've gone through since Sir Alex you know the, the recruitment hasn't been good enough and I think the thing with Ollie, I think he will recognise the Manchester United player so whether he's successful or not hope he is successful if he gets the job then I think he'll leave the club whenever it is if he does get the job in a better place because he'll have Manchester United players at the club um, but yeah I mean I, I think everyone recognises obviously City Liverpool are, are, are the teams to beat at the mm -hmm. moment Tottenham are obviously strong but um, no the start of the season should always be to try and compete for the, for the Premier League and we have got a lot of quality at the club but I think still three or four short yeah. um, to be coming um, competing for the title but yeah hopefully we get them players in the summer You've got a nice team here and you guys work together you can always be in contact with each other with, with Ollie do you think it's good that he's got McFeel in there with him and Michael Carrick so it's not just him is it he's, he's got a team he's got a lovely group of people that he can just go to and throw ideas down and, yeah. and, and like, like you guys have it It's essential we, 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 we don't run this hotel we come in here and to be fair eat or have the odd meeting here during the week but we don't run the hotel in any way shape or form we don't have any influence over it whatsoever we you know the team do that and have done for four years and without that we we haven't got a hotel the hotel is people based this is just a this is just a building it's a framework it's it could be anything it could be apartments it could be an office it's a hotel so it needs service and service hotel is all about service and people and the guests the staff if that relationship isn't good then as owners of this hotel we are finished so we are absolutely in the hands of the staff here and what I would say is there are members of staff over the last four years it's quite a transient industry where people leave but people come 
come back. And that's the great side is that when people do sometimes leave the hotel to go and try maybe a city centre experience because they want to work in the city centre, they come back within six months, 12 months because they recognise it is quite a, a real unique atmosphere working here and we, we love it for that. Communication, I want to talk about management. The, what we saw in the Chelsea game and that bizarre moment where the manager <laughs> tries to get the goalkeeper off, Kepa having none of it. What did you make of that situation? You'd never do that as a player. I, I think, Crazy. to be honest with you, in any other business, the employee would be sacked. Yeah. But this is football, it's a completely different business. And actually, also, if you just sit back, emotions sometimes run high, you do things which, to be fair, are not normal in football matches. You know, I think back to things that I did sometimes on the football pitch, and I've never hit none in my life. But then I you know, went to headbutt Steve McManaman on the football pitch in, the, in a big game. I, I, why did I do that? I've never done that ever. So you just do things sometimes that let yourself down and sometimes make mistakes in rash situations. And that just probably has to be reflected upon. Um, I think if you're a player in the dressing room, you're pulling him in line if you've got a strong dressing room. I think if you're a manager, you probably want to discipline him to the highest level. I think if you're an owner, you've got to say financially and economically it isn't going to work to sack him because we're going to lose 70 million pounds so you're in a situation whereby you've got these sort of morals and principles and values pulling people say, oh what would Sir Alex do well Sir Alex had complete control of the football club Sir Alex was in a completely different era and situation it's not as easy just saying oh he should be this or he should be that and players to be fair I've made mistakes myself as a player but it was, a, it was an awful situation to watch from an ex-professional's point of view a coach's point of view it's the worst case scenario because Sarri's an experienced coach on the touchline I had a scenario in Valencia and I was thinking about that yesterday where I wanted to make a substitution one of my centre-backs was coming off and I went to make another I went. I was about to bring Negredo on who was a centre-forward and I, had to, I went to change it to bring a full-back on um, to bring sorry to bring a defender on to replace my centre-back who was going off and the fans just went absolutely wild I mean I'd lost the crowd they went absolutely mad and I remember I remember the staff on the bench thinking you're going to have to put Negredo on and I went yeah but we we need a defender on but you, this crowd will just you'll be out of here in 10 yeah. minutes and, and in the end you look back upon that as an experience and think I wish I'd just put the defender on and took the hit because I was going to take the hit anyway and don't want to want it but then you put in the grade one which is what the fans wanted but then you look weak and you're dead so I mean now it was right near the end that in the last couple of games it was against Atletico Madrid we were losing 2-0 so we were finished anyway uh, but it, yesterday I had a bit of it was difficult for Sarri because it's a unique situation you just don't know how you're going to react on the bench it's difficult well, that's nearly it for me I want to say thank you very much for a happy childhood thank um, for today hope all goes well uh, we're doing something with uh, our station Access Manchester about the favourite Manchester tune uh, Clint Boone from the Inspired Carpets is our drive time says thank you uh, should come down and do some DJ with him um, have you <laughs> that's got Ryan, a favorite, that's not me <laughs> have you got a favourite Manchester tune from like the Charlatans the Stone Roses Oasis anything um, we can put forward as your suggestion Phil's gold man Right, I'll go this is the one because we came out to it at Old Trafford for many years lovely thank you very much thank you thank you mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market 
So there we go. Nice little chat there with yes, uh, Giggsy and Nev. It was good. He's, um, so I don't know, this story might have diluted a bit by now, but we are just coming off the back of keeper not come off the pitch. Oh, the Chelsea goalkeeper, yes. Aretha Blaga. Yeah, yeah. And you listen to what Neville said there about his own personal experiences of when he needed to take a playoff when he was in charge of Valencia, but the mm. crowd were on his back. You know, you don't really see the manager's side of things sometimes. No. You kind of relate more to the player. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like last night, and even Gary, Gary Neville's uh, words there, all right, you know, have a have a thought for the manager. But normally don't, because normally they are so powerful and so, this is my team. And I think that, you know, I, I, I do believe Gary Neville, even though he has wasn't successful in Valencia, time might be able to bring Gary Neville some success somewhere as a manager. You see him speak, you see his intelligence and you see his ability to want to prove himself. I was looking at him thinking, you know, one day he could be, mm-hmm. you know, a manager somewhere else. We've come to know him in recent years as, a, as an excellent TV pundit. But as a player, I think he was criminally underrated at times, Gary Neville. So, yeah. I mean, he's just Mr. Consistent. So as a Manchester United fan like you are, I mean, if there's like two moments you could pick, one for each that you remember from Gary Neville or, or Ryan Giggs, obviously Giggs is the famous shirt off with yes, the hairy chest. But, I mean, but I've got another goal against Arsenal that Giggs scored and it wasn't the FA Cup semi-final, but I think the year might be 2004 or five, and it was a pass back from Paul Scholes in the box. Now Paul Scholes makes this nice little run in. He gets the ball, six yard box, and he's just to the wide of the goal. So he squares it to Giggs. And this is in the dying moments of the game. It is nil-nil. And Ryan Giggs in the semi-finals pops it in the back of the net and United go through. Now I remember watching it as a kid. I think I used to play basketball as a kid and we went to the bar afterwards and my dad was watching it with me. And that goal going in, I was like, I was so buzzing yeah. because the game was going on and I really thought we were going to get beat. But then just to see that link up between Skulls and Giggs, getting the ball in the back of the net. You know, I was young then. I didn't see the Ryan Giggs wonder goal against Arsenal. That yeah. was my wonder goal, a simple yeah, yeah. tap in. Do you know what? I, I'm not a United fan, but I remember, I think, was it his last goal? It his was last just a goal. classic Giggsy, just inside the box, yeah. slots it nicely into the corner. Doesn't bother running off celebrating because he knows he's a bit old. He gets on the yoga in the morning. Yeah, Danny he does, does, does. He loves but it. just the longevity of the guy, like we were saying. I mean, the, the fact that he kept himself going until into his late thirties. Now he's a manager and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Neville, the passion of the man. Like, I get, remember against Liverpool that yeah, time. Yeah, that was, was going to be my one. Screaming, the kissing of the badge, and you just saw what it meant. You know, these when you look at football now and you say the love of the game is dying. It's all about the money. Yeah. He he was one person who would just if he if he was still playing now would still have that passion, kissing that badge. He knew how much it meant, just not to him but to the everyone who was in that ground as well. And uh, he he really really does understand what it's like to be a football fan. You know what I mean? No matter what club it was, if he if he supported, let's say Portsmouth, and that yeah. goal was against Southampton, he'd have still been as passionate <laughs> as that. When he said then as well during the interview that when the results weren't going United's way and United were getting beat at Old Trafford or even a draw against the lower side team, you know, people weren't enjoying themselves because they were naturally, naturally in a bad mood. So he said the bar would be quite quiet. He said people wouldn't eat. They would just go to bed and sleep. And so you've got to think... When you look at United on the pitch, it, it affects quite a lot of things. It affects people's moods. It affects um, Gary Neville and Ryan Giggs' hotel if they sell more booze or not afterwards. <laughs> and that. You see Nev talking about he cares about a free minibar. He was buzzing he about the Wi-Fi not, as well. Oh, goodness me. He, he, was was bu- he never stopped going on about how good the Wi-Fi was in the minibar. I was like, oh, all right, fair enough. But uh, yeah, the, if you didn't uh, grasp it, the minibar is free at hotel football. Ryan Giggs and Gary Neville, two absolute legends.
So uh, he's going to be buzzing for the next two weeks. Indeed. Who's next on your list, Joe? Come on, man. You're uh, ticking them off at a rate I'd of I'd love here. to interview Paul Scholes. So now Scholes he's in it. charge of Holden, but I bet. Oh, big chance of that. You should have come to the chance. press conference the other week. No, but because I'd, ra- I'd like to just have a chat with him. I can imagine now he's 100% old and focused. 100%, yeah. So I couldn't even sneak in the United question. So maybe, you know, down the line, a couple of years' time, if he's still at Oldham, I get a one-on-one with him and, and, and be a bit cheeky with the questions. Well, there we go. I hope you enjoyed this mini episode of the Manchester Football Social. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you find your podcasts. Well, I've been Niall. That's been Joe. Speak to you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 